The war on abortion, Trump's new immigration plan, and bar in cuffs. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. back. It's been quite some time since we've actually done an episode of the show. It's uh, just, I, I've had to take a break. I've had to take another break because there, there's, there's a bunch of stuff related to the show and I don't really want to talk about it in the show because I've, there's a lot of heavy stuff, but I saw that there's a lot of big news ha- coming up and happening this week and I thought I, mi- I might as well talk about it. And there's been a, a, a few controversial things that, that I want to talk about. And I've never had a really good place to have as an outlet other than this show. I think this show has been probably the best outlet for, for my views and uh, for you to get to hear some of some of the news that's happening so you can try and make your own informed decision. First of all, uh, let's see, last time I made this show, I don't remember because I've changed my a few of my views a few times since the last time. I don't know if I was still saying I was Republican last time. Now I'm just independent. I'm just nothing. Because I think right now a lot of the party, like there's just, there's so much happening with the parties that there's no point in, in being with either of them for me. I don't think it benefits me very well. Uh, not saying that I, I don't respect both parties in their own right, unlike a lot of libertarians do, because libertarians just like to think they're better than everyone, except like the 4% that actually understand what it's like to be bipartisan. But that's not the point. The point is there are a few different things that have happened. The first one I want to talk about is the abortion passes. So if you don't already know, no, abortion is, and I'm trying not to make it just sound like an opinion, abortion is a way for a woman to either avoid responsibility of being a parent, um, uh, terminate a pregnancy that was the uh, cause of rape, um, or just be powerful. And I'm not saying those are the three reasons, but those are the three biggest reasons. If that's, that's, but let's face it, if you don't know what an abortion is, uh, you're not that bright. Anyway, but, so, a few, I want to say about two, for the past about two or three days, there have been a few states, there's been a sweeping, actually, number of states that have passed anti-abortion laws. It's completely dumbfounded me why they chose now to do it, but let's just say the left is not very happy. Um... Uh, there are a lot of actors that have now sworn off Georgia, Alabama, Missouri just passed one, and it's only and it's all been in the past like three or two or three, maybe four days. Um, what's impressed me is that most of these laws aren't that bad. Well, well f- see, first of all, I've I've got to make something clear. The whole argument on abortion isn't even what's right and what's wrong. A lot of people, a lot of the idiots out there, because we're all idiots at one point or another, you know, a lot of the idiots, myself included at one point, uh, we kept arguing like this was a right or wrong situation. This is more, and try not and like make fun of me for saying this, this is more of where our values sit, okay? This is, this is kind of where a, it's hard to have a definite uh, sign of what is, like, where's our line? Because with abortion, I, I've, I've learned that there's no uh, set line of of what's what's going on there's no set um like like we don't have a lot of stuff when it comes to the argument on abortion that is now if you look up a lot do the research you'll find that there is good stuff unless you don't want to do the research or you want to find research that benefits you um in which case you're gonna have to step over a few things but uh, eventually everyone can do some research that'll uh, benefit their ideology which is completely ridiculous and i have a hard time doing research because i do it off my computer which is automatically linked to google and it's been revealed recently thanks generation z right wing on instagram for pointing this out that that google favors a lot of more liberal sites and i don't enjoy that because i would rather have more bipartisan uh, sources. But you know what? That doesn't change anything for me. I'm still going to use Google because it's it's still efficient enough. I can scroll. Uh, scrolling's not that hard. But, um, so it, 
if you do the right research, you can find the facts, step over the facts and make up your own facts, or um, find facts that just don't make any sense and hope that everyone will believe what you're saying. Um, but when it comes to abortion, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff involved. So, real quick, I want to break down uh, the arguments for and against abortion that I've seen come to me directly. I'm not going to name any names, but people have come to me directly and given me arguments. Not very good ones, but arguments, and I'm still going to respect their opinions. Um, there are people who have inadvertently told their opinions, and, I, and I've learned there's one general theme that I'd say almost everyone involved in this debate has completely overstepped or ignored, or maybe just forgotten. I've just not seen enough of it as much as I would have assumed I would have seen. So, first things first, we got to break down the essential argument for and against abortion, and I'm going to do this as best as I can, so don't... This isn't a great example, but you can use this to help you form your own opinion if, you, if you're confused, like, because I've been confused for a while. So... Here's the four argument for abortion. There are certain cases where a woman is impregnated not by her own choice. We have to, first of all, accept this. Now, there's not a rape culture in America, first of all. That argument, I think, has been debunked for a while now. But there are people out there who still believe that there is not a rape culture. I'm sorry if that disappoints you. But if it does, you're a terrible person. But there's not a rape culture in the United States. There's not a culture here where we accept and support rape. Rape, rape is a terrible thing. Now, there are quotes from a few Republican senators and governors who have said things like women should find the best out of rape. And clearly those are idiots. But what a lot of idiots on the left do when they see idiots on the right saying things is they say, this is what they all believe because they want them all to believe that. And people on the right do the same freaking thing. They find quotes from the dumbest people on the left, the most alt-left, alt-right people they can find, and then they go, this is what they all believe because they're a bunch of morons. A lot of people now have the problem of wanting to win. We've seen so many stupid Ben Shapiro destroys Yale liberal videos that we want to suddenly be that. And I myself have fallen victim to this this ridiculous ideology that, that, that I should win the arguments I'm a part of. It's not about winning the argument, okay? Whoever told you that is a moron. It's about expanding your worldview and trying to be the best person you can be. You can't always do that, okay? That's the, at face value, you can't always do that. But you can accept each other's differences. But nobody wants to do that anymore. We've, ex we've, people on both the right and the left have started this culture of just destroying their, op their opponents. Nobody sees each other as just people who are trying to do the right thing at the right time. And there aren't always good people. People who make arguments about certain things on both the left and the right are not always good people. Some people who make arguments for abortion literally just want to have the power to kill children. We can't ignore that. There are people out there who just want the power to kill a child. Because having the power of human life in your hands, it's, it's like a drug. I've not personally had it. I'm so thankful I haven't. But having the power of human life in your hands is like a drug. It's this uncomfortable but empowering feeling that you control how it lives. And there are some people who enjoy that, enjoy wiping it out. And there are people who enjoy blocking women's rights, you know? There are people on the right who I'm sure, if you, if you searched deep enough, they're not on the top, they're not your famous people, but if you found someone deep, deep, deep into the alt-right, you would find someone who legitimately finds enjoyment in restricting women's rights and restricting rights for black people. That's just what bad people do. Here's the bottom line altogether. Bad people are bad people, and those bad people will think and do bad things. Now, I could go into a completely different argument about this, and I, I do plan on doing that eventually, but anyway, there's the first problem. A lot of the time, people on the left and the right like to generalize small opinions that most people don't think and generalize it and say, well, since these Republican lawmakers think this is true, they all think that. But that's completely ridiculous. And this whole political party war that has started is what made me leave the Republican Party and just become nothing because both parties aren't doing anything right. I tried being a libertarian for a little while, but then I realized most libertarians just think they're better than everyone. They don't actually want to argue about anything. They're not actually as reasonable as they like to see themselves. They're just more kind of, I'm better than both the parties, you know? And I know good libertarians, don't get me wrong. There's good people in every party, as much as you might not want to think that. But just because there's a few good people doesn't mean the whole party is, is going to be good. Generally, a lot of people in the Republican Party are good people with traditional values, but 
there's a little bit of a thing about destroying liberals all the time in their heads, and I don't enjoy that as much. The general people in the Democrat Party tend to be more liberal, and those people are just trying to care about the environment and women's rights, and that is perfectly commended for. But what they've done is they've let corrupt politicians take control of their party and manipulate their emotions so that they can import terrible economic plans into the United States, and these people are eating it up because they just want a good system. They want a system they can thrive from, and a few, and thanks to their emotions controlling them, that's made them kind of lazy over the years. In the Libertarian Party, for the most part, if you find the good ones, there are good, great Libertarians who just want to be to themselves. Who just want to be to themselves, think to themselves, get to say their opinion without having to worry about stupid little things. But, for the most part, the Libertarians have gotten this idea that they're better than both the parties and that all the ideas that they have are the only good ideas, and it's completely ridiculous. So I'm just nothing. I call myself a centrist. Just because every, just because I have this, every idea has its goods and its bads. But of course, that would make me the ultimate bad guy in everyone's viewpoint. Anyways, back to abortion. So, first things first. In terms of pro or pro abortion, um, those people are looking out for women's rights. Most of them, they're the people that are bad, and we've already covered that. But those people are not the majority. At least I would hope. And I like to assume that the majority are not bad people. It makes your life so much easier, so much better, and it makes it so much easier to forgive the people who yell at you for disagreeing with them. Because they're just confused and angry. And they're just trying to do what they think is the right thing. And that makes it so much easier. But so let's say the majority of them, let's hope that the majority of them are trying to do, are just trying to protect women's rights. Because let's face it, Knowing the U.S. government, it could possibly easily do that if it wanted to. I highly, highly doubt it because, let's see, the last time this thing, this idea, this idea of abortion was brought up and was an idea was back when the government was a little sexist and, and even a little racist. That was back when the government supported those policies. So, of course, it's going to scare people. Because when this type of stuff is brought up on a government level, I think, I think, people are scared that the government's going to try and dip into more of women's rights and slowly go back to the old days of old white dudes controlling everything. But that's ridiculous, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, respectively. We live in an age now where being sexist towards a woman is a terrible thing, and people who do it are complete, are complete morons and are condemned by everyone. So this idea that the government is secretly, like, planning on doing this and that Republicans secretly just hate women and there's just a dimly, dark, a dimly lit room of Republicans and government officials going, oh, how can we take away women's rights today? This doesn't make any sense to me because we live in an age that is so pro-woman, it's almost too much. We live in an age where feminism is so popular, popular, whether it be traditional feminism, which is a lot better than third wave, or third wave feminism, which I think is trying, but it's not succeeding in the way that, that traditional feminism did. We live in an age where this is so popular. It, I mean, we've done so much for women in this country, we've made them identically equal to men. Some people don't understand that because they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm not as rich as that man guy next to me. And I'm like, what? And we are like, well, that's, it's going to take time. Also, statistically, you just don't do as much stuff as the dude, but that's okay. You don't have to. It's not about being rich or famous, but of course people don't want to hear that because people don't like to hear that being rich and famous doesn't matter. Um, here's the pro-life argument. That is a human child. You kill it, you kill it. Should you be punished for killing it? Well, if a man stabs a pregnant woman and he's charged twice for two murders, he's charged, so why shouldn't you be? Now, for the most part, I support this argument. I'm mostly pro-life. However, it's not as easy as that. A lot of Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, think it's just as easy as women's rights, babies' rights. It's not that easy. Okay? People, if you think it's that easy, you're not that smart. You're not as smart as you like to think you are if you think that's the entire argument, because it's not. It is so much more complicated than that. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to break that down and help you understand it, I think, at least a little bit more. So, here's the thing. And I, I want to research this. Let's see. Uh, 
I want to double check this just because uh, I've seen this a few times. I've seen this. I've seen things like, and there are different arguments for different people. The more liberal Democrats tend to say the baby's not alive until it's either out of the woman, uh, 24 months after, so right around when the heartbeat begins after it's, according to this website, Baby Center, um, the baby's heart starts to beat around five weeks. And the thing is, it's not always the same. Around five weeks. You may be able to hear and see your baby's heartbeat for the first time when you're about eight weeks pregnant, which is a statistic I've, I've heard. Five, six, eight weeks, around that area, um, if you have an early ultrasound. Otherwise, you'll probably first hear hear a fetal Doppler at a regular parental care visit. Your caregiver may be able to find find it with the Doppler as early as 10 weeks, but it's more common to hear it at 12 weeks. See? It's like 5, 6, 8, 10, 12. So it's in that area. And so that's why it's hard to draw a line. To go, here's when it's alive. Because there's not a specific time. For every baby, it's different. A lot of babies might be at 5, 6 weeks. I've heard that the most. I've heard a little bit around the same at about 8 weeks as well. I've heard some about 10, but I've not heard um, a lot about like 24 weeks. Um, here's the thing. This is why they're called heartbeat laws. Because it's not a law saying, well, I hope it's not. It shouldn't be. The way I think these laws should be structured, if they're not already, is you go to the ultrasound. If there's no heartbeat, fine. Get an abortion. That's where I stand. And it's just because it, it's not. It's a growing life still. See, the thing is, to me, if it was me personally, I would say it's still a growing life. Have it, put it away. If you don't want it, put it into the adoption agencies, which we're going to get into that later. But um, if you don't want it, put it into an adoption agency. But that's just my personal values. That's where my values sit. I don't believe in killing something that has the potential for life or is a life. That's just. But the thing is, I also support choice, which is why I would be okay if you checked for a heartbeat and there wasn't one and you had an abortion before it started having a heartbeat. That is how I think those laws should be set up. I haven't gotten to pull up the actual documents. I haven't got to read them myself. But some of them sound like they're worded that way. Some of them don't. That's what I would hope that's what they're worded like. Um, because as long as there's a heartbeat, that's when it's alive. So maybe your values don't sit with mine. Maybe you don't believe in protecting things that have the potential for life and our lives. Because I protect things would want to protect things that have the potential for life as well. I'm not just, you know, it's a living thing. That's, that's not it for me. For me, if it has the potential to be a living thing, that's enough for me to want to keep it alive. But we don't all have the same values. And uh, as, uh, as, um, uh, what's his name? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The Canadian guy, uh, Jordan Peterson, as he says, you know, we don't all have the same values. And I respect that. I will respect you for not having the same values if you're able to politely tell me. Because, as Pete Buttigieg has said, I, I mentioned him in, I think, my last episode or the episode before, or maybe the first one. No, no, it was the, one, the last or the one before. Um, we, I don't know what your experience is like. And maybe, maybe you were raped. Who am I to say? As long as there's not a heartbeat, if you want to have it aborted, you should have it aborted. That's where I stand. But if there is a heartbeat, I do not think you should be allowed to touch it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was having second thoughts. You should not be allowed to touch it or harm it anyway because now it's a living thing. It's not just making a living thing with your womb. It's a living thing inside of you now. It's it's growing. It's now its own form of body and it's going to keep growing and then it's going to come out and then it's going to grow even more. That's where I draw the line. At the heartbeat. I don't know fully how these heartbeat bills work. I've, I've learned more and more and more of as, as I've read, and, I, and I'm going to eventually have to find them and read them out, and I will do it. You, knowing me, I will pull up the actual document and read through the whole thing for every state that's passed one so far. So, there's where I stand, there's, and there's a lot of pro-life arguments, I would hope, because I still, like, it's just, it's been an interesting thing. Now, before I go on to my next point, I want to... Actually, no, that's going to be my last thing about this. All right, so next thing. Adoption agencies. I mentioned it on my Instagram. I've mentioned it everywhere else. 
And this is an argument I've not heard. Okay, I've not heard it from the right, which you would think bring it up, and I've only heard it brought up by one other person, and I've not heard it from the left because, let's face it, either they don't want to hear it or they just haven't heard about it yet. But I've not heard anyone talk about adoption agencies. Now, if you bring up adoption agencies, if you brought it up before, then you would mostly get liberals telling you, well, the adoption system is broken. Now, what are you going to tell them? No, it's not. That would be wrong. Because it is. The adoption agency, the, the adoption system in America, or system? I guess, system in America, and the um, foster care system in America, they're not great. Uh, children who have been in this system can tell you that. Some of them are good. Some of them have, been, have lived wonderful lives. But all of them haven't, and there have been a lot of negative, there's a lot of negative experiences connected with that. System reform. For, system reform. If we, I, I, I want to bring up a tweet I tweeted out and then shared on my uh, Instagram. Um, I, uh, I went to my Instagram and I, I said this. And I've had a lot of people talk to me about it on here. The photo looks weird. What the heck? Okay, I'll just kind of read it because I remember most of it. So, uh, let's see. Do, will it show the full tweet? I don't understand why it's doing that. I don't know. So, here's what I said. While on abortion, notice how nobody is talking about making adoptions more affordable. Wait. Making adoptions... There's a third one. Making adoptions... Oh, yeah. While on abortion, notice how nobody is talking about making adoptions easier, more affordable, and safer. Why? Because it doesn't end in death. And then you idiots wouldn't have anything to argue about. I think a lot of people don't talk about this because they want to argue about it. Because a lot of people, again, only want to destroy their opponent. None of them actually want to get anything done. People like those idiots like Alyssa Milano just want to sit here and yell sexist, racist, sexist, sexist, sexist at everyone who disagrees with her. AOC, same thing. Sexist, 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 sexist. Most of the male and female celebrities that are swearing off these states that are blocking women's rights. thats They only want to do that. They don't want to actually sit down and have a reasonable conversation about things that could, that could possibly work. They only want to sit here and call everyone who disagrees with them a sexist and a misogynist and a disgusting human being because so long as every, anyone who disagrees with me is wrong. First of all, no, nobody's wrong in this situation. You all have excellent points, which is why we need to have a system that benefits everyone, which is why I bring up abort uh, adoption. <laughs> if we had an adoption system that was fully reformed, that was more affordable, because let's face it, adoption isn't the easiest thing, because there are an estimated 2 million families that ha can't have children, despite the fact there are also like 400,000 children in the adoption agency because waiting times are so long. There, so, if we had a system that worked really well, then in cases of rape, not only should you use a rape kit to prevent yourself from getting pregnant, and uh, plan B, there was another thing I heard, someone posted it on Instagram, and they said, um, or on Twitter, and they said, uh, I think it was the, the, the more restrict, or the more restricting abortion becomes, the, like, Planned Parenthood, or not Planned Parenthood, but uh, Plan B should be free, or something close to free, like, really cheap. I, I, I like that, or something like that. Uh, you can find it for yourself, I don't remember now. But, um, if we had an adoption system that worked really well, that uh, gave families who, who couldn't make their own children, children that they could love and care for, and, um, uh, children, hopefully a home where they can be happy and live a life at all, uh, that would be great. Because then, everyone should be able to benefit. Women who don't want the responsibility of parenthood don't have to worry about it. Parents who want children don't have to worry about waiting too long or having a child... Or, sorry, waiting too long or uh, something to that effect. Children don't have to worry about... Wouldn't have to worry about being put into families that don't treat them right. And hopefully a family that will love and care for them. Uh, just as much as they would their own. And of course, we can't deny this. If you're put up for adoption, it's you're still going to be sad. And I'm sorry to tell this to the to the to not just the liberals, but anyone who thinks with their emotions. But you can't always be happy in life. I'm sorry. That's just never ever going to happen ever. That's the most fruitless pipe dream ever. 
that you can just find a way to throw away everything that makes you sad. That's the whole theme of now my favorite book, Fahrenheit 451. The whole theme is that you that they literally burn everything they don't like, and ultimately it's only making their lives worse. They ended up dying at the end, most of the people, most of the main characters, because most of them were still in the city when it got blown up. Spoilers if you didn't read the book. Um, you, you're just never going to be happy your whole life, and you shouldn't be. Now, I don't care if you're not religious or not. I am, which a lot of people are surprised by for some reason. But I, I'm, I'm a religious person. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit and ruined everything, people say, well, that's who God made an accident. Well, first of all, Christians, if you're going to argue, no, he didn't. And they tell you, well, then why did that happen? You tell them this. For me, personally, I don't think it was an accident. I think when God put that tree there and put the people there and told them not to eat it, he knew they were going to eat it. Because God realized a world where everyone is just happy all the time ultimately isn't actually as good as you think it is. The world is so much better with these complex emotions and feelings and sometimes you have high times and sometimes you have low times and sometimes you just feel all out suicidal for some people and that's what makes life beautiful because it's the people that pursue through all of that and push through all of that and still try and be good people. For me, heaven is not a place where everyone's happy all the time. Heaven is a place where everyone has the physical drive to push through everything and make everything good. If it storms in heaven, people go out and they play in the rain, in the storm. They don't have to worry about dying. They already did that once. And that's what I think we could make our world like. When God created the idea of being sad, he didn't go, oh no, people are sad, that wasn't supposed to happen. I think that was fully intended. Because a world where everyone is happy is not actually a good one. Fahrenheit 451 is a great example of that. And it's so much more complex, especially if we're not talking about the fact, the matter of heaven. Because that could easily not just not be real. But... A world where people have these complex emotions and, philo and ph philosophies and ideas and structures of mind, for me, that's what makes life so beautiful. It's this idea that we can be different and that we have high times and low times, that we're happy and we're sad. Because through it all, if you push through it and you stay the strongest, you can stay truly you will come out a good person in the end. People who constantly revel in the negativity of others are people who have had negative things happen to them. And instead of trying to push through it and at least make some sort of a positive situation out of it, they do nothing, but they become a terrible person. Now, this may sound interesting coming from me. If you know me personally, you know I'm uh, more of a pessimist. Because, but for me... I'm a pessimist, realist, you know, whatever you want to call it. Realist, pessimist, I don't really care. For me, this, if you have a more pessimistic view on life, you're not as disappointed as people with optimistic views on life. Pessimistic people will always be given what they're expected when bad things happen. So when a good thing happens, you're pleasantly surprised. So you'll never be miserable unless you're just that much of a pessimist. Logically, for me, at least this applies to me. If, if it applies to you as well, that's great. But, um, for me, if you're pessimistic, or at least just don't assume the best will always happen, if you always assume the worst possible thing will happen, if even something slightly better happens, you're pleasantly surprised. If you're optimistic, super optimistic, when bad things happen, you're pulled down to a level of sadness that you may very well never climb out of. You're always dissuaded instead of persuaded. Well, that was a bad example. Bad, wrong words, but you know what I mean. And so that is why I think that with this adoption system, if we put children in the families that love them and care for them, it will be if they push, if we push this idea. And 
that's another thing. We can't ha- have the government babysit us. We can't have this ridiculous uh, idea that the government should just implement a bunch of laws and that'll make everything better because that's not going to work. I truly, honestly believe if we push good behavior and pushing through the negative times and just trying to be the best person you can be, you will ultimately be happier. Even if you're adopted. Because if you can be a logical but loving and caring person and you decide, well, I want to meet my parent who, who gave me away, you can maybe learn something from it. You can learn maybe they just weren't ready. Maybe you they were the case of a rape and they didn't want to be... My camera just went off. Um, excuse me just a second. Excuse me, my camera went off. It doesn't like when I record for long periods of time. But um, maybe you can learn that you're you were the case. You were in a part of a case of a rape, and it, that's not a fun thing to talk about. But it needs to be addressed. People who are raped and just can't handle the pressure of being adult, of of being an adult and being a parent, I give them freebies. Because they've gone through an experience that I hope I would never go through. And I, could, I, could, I couldn't ask them after that kind of trauma to suddenly throw everything they've ever wanted to the side. But I also say to these people, what good does it do to kill a life? To destroy a life? That's just a negative on a negative. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's a rapist's baby. So, it's still a baby. That's like saying you have to be the product of what you came from. That's so pathetic and worthless. That's like saying if you're born from a racist family, you have to be racist. That's so stupid. Because it's not true at all. Whether or not you were born from a rapist or not, you're still your own individual human being. And you may be raised wrong, But let's face it, if you're the product of a rapist, they're not going to raise you at all because they're not going to be involved. Either they're going to be in prison or they're going to be running. So what good does it do to kill a life to have something negative happen after a negative situation? Which is why, and I've I've had this talk, not this talk personally, but I've I've had this debate on the abortion system and uh, adoption system with my more liberal friends because I've got a lot of liberal friends. Because a lot of people, actually, I've learned, don't know I'm more centrist and don't know I'm not as much of a liberal as people assume. I'm recent, I learned a while ago that people are surprised at the fact that I'm religious. A lot of people don't think I'm religious. And it's because I just don't go to church every Sunday. Because, well, I'm not Catholic. And I don't think you need to go to church to be able to worship God. I can worship God from in my bed if I wanted to. And I do. Uh, I, I really want to repurchase my own copy of the Bible uh, because I, I don't read it as much as I, I would like to. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not a guy who wants to memorize every line so I can have them on hand, but I, I'd like, I'd like to have it because the stories in there, whether true or not, really help me stay moral and grounded. And they, because a lot of people, and I don't really want to get into a philosophical argument about religion. I'd rather do that on a different episode, but it, it's just, there's a lot of other stuff, but regardless uh, it just seems to make more sense. When I was having these argue, these debates with people, with my friends who are liberals, we, and I have one memory in, in particular, we both agreed that if the adoption system was reformed as much as it could be reformed without costing, you know, a quadrillion dollars um, for us to pay through taxes, um, well, not all, not all through taxes because, you know, some adoption agencies are... Uh, not owned by the government and stuff like that. But if the adoption system as a whole worked better, well, then there would be no need for abortions. And I've learned there are a lot of liberals that are okay with this idea. Now, there are some liberals who just don't want to hear this idea. Those are the ones that I assume are the ones that just want to kill babies. But the ones that can say, okay, I could see that working, those are the ones that you know are truly open-minded. Now, real quick, before we move on to our next topic... I'd like to give you a quick lesson in being liberal and conservative, uh, uh, just all of that. Liberals are not stupid idiots, they're not bad people, 
they just have different sets of values than you. And, uh, and the same thing applies for the parties, Democrats and Republicans. Republicans, conservatives, whatever, they're not bad people either. In fact, if we had a, a good balance of both with the intelligent people that I think are buried by the idiots on buried by the idiots on both sides, if we could have the intelligent people start to sprout up, then we would live in a much better society. People like Pete Buttigieg. He's clear he's clearly intelligent. I really like him. I don't agree with any of his policies, but as far as I've seen, I think he could do good. Now, going up against Trump, I'd probably rather go for Trump, especially with the 20 with the 2020 elections coming up next year. I would probably go for Trump in the in the upcoming elections if he ran. But if he went up against Trump and he won, Eternal temp is too high. I've got to do something about my camera. It really can't record past 20 minutes. It's not great. But, um, if... Actually, you know what? I can open my camera on here. Watch this. I've got to do something about this camera. Because it really, it hates me. It just absolutely does not want to record a single thing longer than, like, 20 minutes. Well, the thing is, this room is really, like, warm as well. Alright, I think we should be recording. Alright, so, uh, computer cam now. So, the thing about P Pete Buttigieg is, if, if, he, if he went up against Trump, I'd probably go for Trump, just because Pete Buttigieg is, he's, I don't know if he's a closet, closet radical, I don't know if he's being radical to try and impress the party, but he said some things that I'd, that I'd be interested in actually sitting down and talking, and I'd love now to sit down and talk with him and just personally ask him, you know, if you've... If you had enough evidence for an ideology that you didn't agree with initially, and you had enough evidence to show that the other ideology, maybe a more right-leaning one, made more sense, would you go for it? Because if he would say yes to that, I would know for a fact he would be one of the good ones. But so far, he's been one of my favorite people to run for the Democratic nomination. It's just, he's also literally running to beat Donald Trump, which is what most people are doing. They're running because I want to beat Donald Trump, which is the dumbest reason to run if you're not running to help me, but you're running to beat the current president, that's so stupid. And I'm really hoping he's just saying that because all the other ones are feeling like, I, I just really hope the whole stuff with him is peer pressure. If it's not, then, you know, well, that's a disappointment because he's really, he's shown a little bit of promise. And that's that's more than a lot of his other, more than a lot of his competitors in the Democratic nominations have, have shown. But liberals and conservatives, neither of them are bad people. Liberals, they care about the environment, they care about uh, social programs, which do need to be addressed a little bit, but not as much as they say. Uh, they care about, uh, there's another one, I can't think about it right now, it's, it's on the tip of my head. But they're not bad people. And they're not bad people, politics aside, either. I know, like, I, again, I've got a lot of liberal friends, and they're very good people. Very good people. Uh, very true, very honest, uh, very good friends. Uh, and the politics has never, I think, gotten in the way of our friendship. They're all, the conservatives are not bad either. Conservatives are just standing up for traditional American values because, let's face it, just because it's a traditional American value doesn't make it a bad thing. What makes it a bad thing is if it's legitimately racist, legitimately sexist, legitimately against discriminatory towards anyone because it doesn't matter who you are. A human being is a human being. Whether you've got a gender dysphoria, or you're gay, or you're black, or you're a, or a woman, it doesn't matter. You're still a human being. But they stand, So just because it's traditional doesn't mean it's bad. It's because it's bad that makes it bad. But they're not bad people either. And again, politics aside, they tend to be generally good people. Now, I, I can't speak for a lot of people here in the South, because I think a lot... There's a, here's the first problem. Generation Z is being raised not very well. The parents of Generation Z, I, I, that's not the millennials, but it's it's the generation, I think, before the millennials, which I can't remember the name. Whatever happened in their generation messed them up because they're raising everyone wrong. I'm very, very fortunate to have the parents I have. Um, they've raised me, I think, better than a lot of people I know. Now, I've also had other people who... I can't come from broken homes, uh, and that explains the way they act. 
they're incredibly impressionable and they just kind of believe the first article they read that makes at least a little bit of sense. Um, uh, but I also know people who are raised by good parents. But there's a lot of people, especially more right-leaning people, who are legitimately sexist. Like uh, me. I really want Nikki Haley to run for president in 2024. Uh, she's a great woman. She'd make an excellent president, in my opinion. Uh, when I brought that up to one of my friends, who's a conservative, uh, and he said this without a joking tone, he said, uh, what did he say? Women should not run for office. Something like that. And he wasn't joking. Because I, I, I could tell when he's joking. Because, let's face it, the whole, there's, for some reason, back in 2018, there was this joke about, oh, women aren't funny. Now, there's some people who actually think that, and those people are bad. But then there are people who don't think that, and they say that as a joke, and, oh, you get back to the kitchen, make my sandwich, you know. That funny video of Dan TDM on that, <laughs> was it, girlfriend mod or whatever, he hands her a piece of bread, and he goes, he's like, here's a piece of bread, so you can go ahead and make my sandwich, or make me a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I like those. I like memes, okay? But I don't genuinely believe that. And here's the thing with this more sensitive media. The sensitivity has got to stop. Take a joke. If you don't understand if something's a joke, ask them. If you say, if you think, well, I don't think that's funny, well, nobody cares. Because humor is subjective. Humor is like movies, music, art. It's all subjective. It's all your opinion. If you don't think sexist jokes are funny or more edgy jokes are funny, that's just who you are. And that's okay. You just gotta let everyone know that you're not going to laugh at their joke if it's something like that. But you should not have the right to tell them, no, you're not allowed to make this joke, just like they should not be able to tell you that. So easy. It's such a simple concept, but I don't think anyone wants to believe it because then no one would destroy their enemy. We would all be equal. And in the end, I don't think anyone actually wants equality. We all just want one of us to be more powerful or more intelligent or uh, better looking or something than the other, the other, other people, which is so stupid. It's so annoying. But it's just, it's how people are. Um, another thing I, uh, I want to talk about now. Well, while we're still on this, you know what, never mind. I'm not going to give her any news. I was, I was going to give news on a certain person, but you know what? I've given her enough wind. I'm getting tired of it. So, there we go. That That's that's the abortion argument. Uh, all of that. Uh uh, by the way, I posted a new ar ar article. I posted a new article about the next topic I'm about to talk about. Thanks, Generation Z right wing, for uh, writing this article on it. I've enjoyed it so I enjoyed reading it initially. Um, I wrote an article on this. It's on the website. It's on the Under the Stars website. You can access it in the link in my uh, Instagram uh, biography. Um, uh, Trump has unveiled a sweeping overhaul of immigration systems, including a merit-based admissions. Um, uh, what was it? Thursday. Trump uh, announced a new immigration plan that wasn't written by politicians, thank goodness. It was written by people, uh, experts, and I would assume he had played some part in it. Um, but if he didn't, that, that's that's good as well. I'm going to read what, uh, what uh, Right Wing wrote, wrote. The White House has unveiled a plan to push merit-based immigration, which, which would more than quadruple the number of legal immigrants except on employment and skills. And here's the, here's the first thing about Trump's immigration plan, this one that he's introduced. First of all, I'm glad he's got a plan. Not, I'm not, and I, I, I outlined this in my article. Um, I'm not glad because he has a good plan. I'm glad because he has a plan. Because I personally believe that if you just built a wall, that's not going to solve the entire immigration problem. Our immigration system is not that great. And there are a few Democrats that have had okay plans, but I've not, I don't think they would fully work. We'd have to put them to the test, and honestly, their other ideas and other policies are so bad that I wouldn't think it was worth the risk. And, uh, but if, and it's like, I've constantly brought up the fact that John Burke has said this, uh, the system, economically starving people, uh, the, the illegal immigrants would be so helpful, in my opinion. I think it would work. Um, but if you just built the wall, that's not going to do much. It'll help a little bit, and it'll cut a chunk of people off, but it's not going to fully fix your problem. Um, now, Trump's plan, like, uh, written here, is based off, uh, skills and, uh, employment and skills. Your plan, uh, employment, ability, and skills. However, he also said families would be put in the front, so I'm a little confused at where he stands with that, but I'm going to try and give him the benefit of the doubt. So, he talked a lot about uh, young, good workers, you know, stuff like that. Because, let's face it, Trump is a businessman. 
if which I think is great that we've had that we finally had a businessman as our president because having only politicians as our president hasn't always been the best thing. If we and you know it's going to be a hard thing for me because if I ever plan on running for president, I I wouldn't do much. Well, you see, now the thing is, I I, I do have a future, a possible future in business. Um, there's an investment coming up, and uh, I'm planning on partaking in it, but. I'm so glad we have a businessman in office because it's really helped the economy. It's helped the economy so much. But I'm not going to lie. I think that's the only thing it's helped. Uh, Trump hasn't done too much. It's mostly been economy. He's passed a few other non-economy bills, and I've enjoyed them. But let's face it. I think Trump isn't as controversial as uh, a lot of liberals and Democrats take him to be. And as a lot of uh, Republicans take him to be, a lot of people praise the fact that he squashed Obama's legacy, destroyed Obama's legacy. I don't really care. The only reason I didn't like Obama and I don't like Obama now is because he basically did nothing, but he was funny. And so he was like, look at me. I'm the funny president. I'm the relatable president. Doesn't that make me better than everyone? And we don't need someone who's funny or relatable. That's not going to make a good president. Um, Also, he was the first African-American president, which everyone likes to say that's an achievement. But I mean, sure, that's an achievement in, in social stuff. But for me personally, social programs, social anything, anything that has the word social in it doesn't really matter. That's why I don't care about social media too much. It's just a good outlet to uh, express my views. But um, Trump isn't as controversial as people make him. The only reason Trump is a controversial president is because he's Trump. He's not your basic politician because he doesn't care about his reputation. He hasn't cared about his reputation for the longest time. You know, he said things that are very offensive. You can't deny that at all. And he shouldn't be condemned, and he has been condemned, especially by me, for saying these things. But also, so has all the other pol- so have all of your politicians, Democrats and Republicans alike. They've just said it in closed doors. He just says it out in public because he doesn't care. The guy's 70 what, 77? He's like 77 now. I mean, technically, he surpassed the average age for a man to live. So, the guy doesn't care. And I respect that so much. And I think it's hilarious because it's great to read his tweets because he doesn't give a crap what anyone says or, and how his reputation is affected. Politicians, they care much about how their reputation is affected. Um, they basically can't do anything. Uh, which is why my childhood is going to be remembered as probably the, the most boring childhood in the history of the earth. But, um, let me just double check and make sure my audacity is still working. Yeah. But, uh, so Trump hasn't done much. He hasn't done really much as a president. He's just Donald Trump. And liberals didn't like him running for, uh, running for president and getting it. Democrats didn't like him running for president. They've made him more than what he is. All he's really done is focus on the economy, and I've really enjoyed that. However, currently the the tariffs on China are not a very good thing. They're not affecting the stock market very well. I've got some, I don't have legitimate shares, but for a project I've got some shares and a few things, and only a few of them are doing well now. But, um, so anything, he hasn't done much, and I think the wall has been his main thing this whole time, and then the economy. And I'm very glad for that. There are just a few other things I wish he would have focused on, and maybe he will in 20, uh, after 2020 if he's reelected. Anyway, uh, accepted based on employment and skills and slash half the number admitted based on family connections. And that's another thing I'm glad about. I, I did like that. Currently, the number accepted based on merit is sitting at a measly 12% compared to family connections at 66%. These policies would change the merit-based immigration to 57% and cut the latter to 33%. The other 10% would be compromised of those accepted for humanitarian reasons. Now, hearing this... And Generation Z right wing is the only person who I think has pointed out actual, like, like how this would work so that you can have a clearer idea. Because what I wrote about in my article is when I was listening to President Trump announcing the plan, I kept asking myself one question. How will you make this work? And I didn't get really get an answer. So we had no real proof or evidence that it could work. But based off what it was promising and knowing President Trump, I... And knowing who the stuff was created by, it was created by professionals who, who do this all the time, uh, I think it would work. And so, and after hearing these numbers as well, and being able to analyze a, a little bit, I think I'm, I'm slowly getting to actually hear what I wanted to hear in the first place. 
The plan would also end the visa lottery program, which would, I love that. Potential immigrants would be assessed using a point-based system, accounting for the factors including age, English proficiency, whether each candidate has an offer of employment uh, above a certain wage threshold, and educational and vocation and vocational certifications. Pledges to invest and create jobs would also benefit anybody's attempt to immigrate. The average yearly wage of immigrants currently is about about $43,000. Officials say that immigrants admitted based on education and merit would have an average family wage of $126,000, and they would expect the average yearly wage of all immigrant families to to rise to roughly $96,000. Again, for the most part, uh, this sounds uh like a good plan and after hearing more stuff from uh, generation zero at wing thanks so much for uh breaking it down a little bit uh i'm slowly coming on to this plan more and more and more um eventually i think there might be a point where i say okay this is good but i'm glad trump had a plan because the whole time he kept saying wah 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 but i think th- that that's kind of trump's thing another thing he constantly talked about was how the democrats over open borders, and essentially chaos. That's not fully the case. There are people who are like that. Again, there's always an exception. Don't ever think there isn't. There's always an exception. But he's not completely wrong either. Um, uh, what was I going to say? But that, yeah. But that, um, that tends to be Trump's, uh, his strategy. He's constantly push it hammers an idea over and over and over again until it's imprinted in your brain and then when you're going well wait a minute there's another thing you have to do to make that work he'll suddenly reveal wait a minute i had that thing planned the whole time that seems to be his general style he tends to say he'll do something over and over and over again people will have the idea in their head and go okay you haven't shown how you're going to do that and then he goes here's how and that i think is a, a surprisingly impressive move from him, because I've not seen that a lot. And um, as far as this policy is concerned, um, I'm skeptical, but interested. And I'd love to see it put in place. So let's... Now, of course, there's there's going to be opposition because, again, people are just hating Trump to hate Trump. And they're blowing him out of perspective. or uh, Yeah, out of perspective. And it's gotten really annoying. But that's, that's just how it is, unfortunately. That's just how it is. It's how it's going to be. And um, that's... You're not going to be able to change that for a long while. That's one of my goals as a person who's involved in politics. It's to not make it high school. I, Jonathan Miranda pointed this out, and it's a very good point. Politics right now is high school part two. It's just a bunch of stupid gossip, and I hate it. Because I'm, because that leaves me with nothing. Because in actual high school, what I'm in now, I just kind of avoid that as much as possible because it's stupid and dumb. It's both stupid and dumb. And uh, if politics is going to be like that forever, then I don't want any part in it. Which is why, as a person involved in politics, I I strongly am against that. And I'm trying to slowly push reason for both sides so that we can all actually do things. However, again, I love a good meme, which is what our next topic is about. So, as uh, written in the title, Bar Trolls Pelosi in Person. Quote, Madam Speaker, did you bring your handcuffs? If you don't know, there has been constant push from the Democrats to arrest William Barr because he's not illegally letting us see a document. Now, of course, they don't say illegally because they don't want anyone to realize that it's illegal despite the fact we all realize it's illegal for him to release the full document. The reason they want the full document, which I've spoken about before, is because they didn't get the result they wanted. And they're hoping somewhere deep inside the Mueller report there's going to be something that says, actually, Trump did collude with the Russians willingly and knowingly, even though the part we did need to hear was already given to us. It was already given to us that we weren't, that Trump did not know the Russians were colluding as part of the election. It happened, they wanted him to win, and they're going to have to change their plan if they're, which because they're, they're going to try and collude in 2020. It's pretty obvious now. Because Trump, now that he knows they were trying to collude with him, will probably push on them heavily to not do it next time. So anyway, for the good meme, William Barr trolled P- Speaker Pelosi during the National Peace Offers Memorial Service in Washington, D.C., asking her if she had brought her handcuffs. According to a bystander, Pelosi laughed and said that the House Sergeant-at-Arms was there should an arrest be needed. Barr laughed and walked away. 
The quip was a jab at some House Democrats for calling Barr to be arrested for refusing to adhere to the subpoena from the House Judiciary Committee for the entire unredacted Mueller report. It would be illegal for Barr to comply with the subpoena as grand jury testimony cannot be revealed to members of Congress. So, let's just talk situation for a second here. Let's say Barr did uh, apply to the subpoena. They want him arrested because they had a, the subpoena put and they're like, well, he has to comply with the subpoena. He's saying no, because it would be illegal. And he's right. So we should just move on. But no, 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 no. He should be arrested for doing something that would get him arrested. What would happen if he did that? Now, this is just my guess, but I would assume he would be arrested for doing it and they would be arrested for force for not forcing him, but for getting him to do it. Um, so yeah, there's a problem. You would have like the entire house arrested for breaking the law. Um, but uh, it's an interesting idea. House Democrats need to face it. They're trying to break the law. They don't want they they think that they're outsmarting everyone in the country because that's what a lot of them do. They think. They're uh, outsmarting everyone by uh, acting like it's a constitutional right to get to find every reason to make your president look bad, but it's not. So that's just as it, that's that is what it is. But they don't. A lot of them don't want to admit that. So breaking the law is breaking the law, nonetheless. Um, unfortunately, I don't think any of them are going to admit that. Um, a few, I think, have, but just really don't want to. So um. Yeah, there's that. Um, another thing is, I think Barr is starting to look into investigating uh, a lot of people who um, have actually, who have stronger connections to possible Russian interference. And I'd like to see that um, just because it's the right thing to do. Because if you have reasonable suspicion that someone colluded with the Russians, it should be investigated. That's why I was okay with them investigating Trump as much as I knew he did not willingly collude. Because... They, there was enough reasonable suspicion there, and we did end up arresting a few people because they were trying to collude with the Russians without Trump's consent, or Trump, uh, Don Jr.'s consent. Neither of them knew, because they're the two big names involved with the campaign, but uh, neither of them willingly knew about this thing, and um, so that's why they aren't going to be impeached. Now, of course, everyone's going to say Trump has committed so many impeachable offenses because Literally, only everyone wants a reason to hate because nobody wants to work with the people they disagree with because everyone's an idiot for some reason and they only care about hating people instead of loving them, which is absolutely retarded. So, now, ah, dang it. You know what I just realized? I mentioned I was going to break down arguments of people who personally came to me about uh, abortion, but I just realized I don't think I can access my messages on here. I may have to bring it up on my phone. Is my phone dead? Is that 12%? Is that too bad? And do we have time? No, not really. We don't really have time. So you know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, so if you want to see the video of me breaking down the arguments for abortion and people yelling at me, calling me a misogynist and a disgusting person because... Well, actually, no, there's one I want to bring up. There was a post on Twitter where someone said, well, everyone's like, well, yeah, well, what if you, they're like, oh, you stupid Republicans say, what if you, your baby cures cancer? What if the 16-year-old girl called, uh, cures cancer? And I, granted, foolishly said, anyone who gets knocked up at 16, I use the phrase knocked up at 16, will probably not cure cancer. I didn't say that because I was trying to be rude or anything. I was saying that because the statistics have shown that girls who get, who have sex and, uh, and get um, pregnant at 15, 16, um, those people, for some reason, statistically don't go to college. And they said, well, some of those girls have their babies, and then they go to college. Not statistically. Uh, because either they're having the baby, and then they're having to afford to take care of it, which I know someone who does that, not personally, but I, I know of someone who, who do, is doing that and they're having such a hard time, but they're having help, which is good. Um, and then I know people who abort the babies and just so much stuff happens. And it's because the millennials and our generation sucks. Our generation doesn't want to work to do anything because 15 year olds, unfortunately make up a fourth of the sexually active population in the United States. So if over a, if a fourth of the sexually active population 
is possibly having babies. How come they haven't solved cancer yet? Tell me that. Why? You want to know why? Because the people who have sex and get pregnant at 16 typically statistically tend not to be the people that are the same people that cure cancer. I hate to be that person, but that's just not possible. Not statistically. Again, there is always an exception, but people want to think that I always believe just the point Blake thing I say because people don't like it when anyone who disagrees with them is wrong. Because ugh, people are idiots these days. We've we've raised generations. We Now listen, when I say age of sensitivity, I don't mean the liberals. I mean everyone. Liberals are sensitive. Repub uh, conservatives are sensitive about crap as well. Okay? The conservative children in my generation are just as bad as the liberal children in my generation. You're both super sensitive. It may be about different stuff, but you're both acting like stupid little whiny babies about the things you don't agree with and don't like. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no logical sense. I'm gonna pull a Trump on you. I just don't know. It just... The fact of the matter is... You're all acting stupid. Okay? You're all acting stupid. But none of you want... You all want to be the Ben Shapiro or I want to destroy the liberals or I want to destroy the conservatives. I'm smarter than everyone. Day. No, you're not. You're just as dumb as the person you're arguing because all you're doing is throwing philosophies at each other and finding the first Google search that makes you happy and agrees with you. Which is so... And it's how we've raised our kids, honestly. We've grown up in a generation that either doesn't have a father, has bad parents, and just sucks. We've got kids who are like, well, vaping actually... Va actually, vaping's not as bad as smoking. And you're right, it's not as bad as smoking. If you initially smoked, vaping may very well be the next step on getting off smoking altogether. However, it also may kill you, may get you addicted to vaping... No, yeah, that's it. Make sure you were getting you addicted to vaping. Because there's no FDA regulations on vaping. Okay, first of all, so anyone can put, like, I don't know, liquid iron in your vape, and they can just be like, oh, don't worry, dude. There's nothing harmless in it. Nothing at all. You smoke it, and then you die. Second of all, it is my personal philosophy that if you need a vape, marijuana, cigarettes, alcohol, anything, any sort of drugs or alcohol or anything to make your life better, you're not going to help it. It's only going to make your life worse. That's Now, of course, that's just my personal philosophy. It's not because of a religious thing, because people like to blame everything on religion, and then they're like, ah, see, religion sucks. No. You're an idiot. I believe this because you're still a pathetic person if you need these things, if you need these things to be happy. Okay. We can find happiness without these things. But being humanity, we don't want to. That being said, I still support... Well, don't support. I still am an advocate for choice. So you can make these choices. I'm, on, I'm not going to tell you to your face you're being an idiot unless you're acting like one. If you're going to act like an idiot, then that's just what you do. But if you're going to make a choice, make it. All I'm saying is all of these things, except marijuana, well, no, marijuana included, has done almost nothing but ruin your life. Marijuana is a safe uh, exception because it's killed no one. Ever. Ever. Now, I still believe that if you need something to smoke to make your life worth living, then that's pretty sad. But... Hey, I don't know what you've been through. Maybe you need it. If you've got cancer, then I'm going to tell you to take it. I definitely think it should be legalized and uh, regulated. Uh, the government could make a lot of money off of that, and then maybe we could have less taxes, which would be amazing. But, you know, you know that's just is, that is what it is. Anyways, this has probably been the longest episode of the show. The camera died twice. My head's not even full in frame. Uh, I'm gonna have to find a way to fix the camera and get it working for once, uh, not letting it overheat, whether I need, like, a fan up behind it or I need it to help it in some way, shape, or form, or if I just need to cut the show down, 
which I would not want to do. But you know, that's, that's just how life is. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to show if you, to the show. If you enjoyed it, that's awesome. If you're watching the YouTube video and it's probably cut off by now, uh, you can purchase the full episodes. I don't know. Our subscription policy on the website has kind of gotten crazy. I'll, I'll fix. I'll sort it out eventually. Um, but eventually, we'll have a, we'll have a set uh, plan where you can um, afford to where it's going to be affordable, so you can. Uh, watch the videos so you can see my beautiful face. Um, so you can watch me uh, yell at everyone for not doing anything right because this is what I know. I'm a cynical person. Um, uh, but if you just listened to the show, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you watched it on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe if you want to. I don't really care. Um, and just remember, do not let political bias and all that crap ruin your life don't be a sensitive person just be the best person you can be form all your opinions and everything you believe in do it with the goodness in your heart not because of a political agenda and don't believe anything anyone tells you do your own research simple as that whether you're conservative whether you're a liberal do everything to believe no one because they could all be lying thanks so much for listening i'll see you in the next episode Bye bye